activate meditation chamber. From Kenner's Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection, Darth Vader's Star Destroyer that you put together. Batteries not included. Darth Vader's stronger now. He's got moves. Luke Skywalker. Action figures each sold separately. You can slide the viewing screen, turn Darth on the command bridge, and make Luke escape through the hidden hatch. Test the laser cannon. We gotta find Luke. Come on. Darth Vader's Star Destroyer from Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection. Action figures each sold separately from Kenner. Okay, okay. Welcome to Galaxy of Toys Podcast, the discussion about Star Wars toys of the past, present, and future. This is our 22nd episode. My name is Jason, and joining me tonight from iGrewUpStarWars.com, Tom. Hello, Tom. Apparently, I am the voice of reason. Good, you are. Good day, everyone. <laughs> The OT Curmudgeon Tom is the voice of reason on this show, I guess. Uh-huh. Don't you forget it. Don't you forget it. <laughs> also joining us from Vintage to Modern, Bendems to the Black series, he collects them all, our good friend Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hey, Jason. Hey, Tom. How's it going? Good day, Ryan. Good day. Yeah, okay. Ready to talk some vintage today. Absolutely. From JediBusiness.com, no, Chris will not be joining us tonight. He'll be here in spirit, though. He will be. But we do have a special guest tonight from Star Wars Action News. Jerry. Hello, Jerry. Hey, guys. Great to be back. I'm really happy to be here talking a vintage topic. Because as you guys know, one of the main things I do over at Star Wars Action News is the Vintage Viewpoint segment over there. I do about once a month. So really looking forward to talking some uh, 1980. Great, great. Yeah, I think... uh, Last time we talked to you was way back in June, and we were doing, I think, Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, well, I ran into you guys at uh, Agmina's uh, <laughs> That's right, that's you know, right. You cantina, were... so yeah, no, it's not been that long. We <laughs> barely got out of there with our lives. Oh, I just I just got out of, they just kicked me out, like, yesterday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't Jerry one of our first guests on the show? That's funny you say that, because Jerry was our first guest of okay. 2013. He's now our first guest of 2014. Wow. wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Cool. <laughs> all right. Um, and, I'll, and Jerry, you do owe us a applause episode, because we are going to do that with you. We just, all right. <laughs> I think we joked about that last time. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> no. <laughs> of course we're going to do applause. Of course it's, we're going to do it. It's uh. funny you say that, because I actually just found, I didn't know where it was at, but I just found one of my Darth Vader applause figures just yesterday in a Rubbermaid that I had kind of forgot i put a few star wars items in and boom there he is so I- i'm set all right well that doesn't sound like you were going to be too upset if you never found it again jerry that's what i'm that's what i'm hearing <laughs> no, it, it wasn't exactly on the uh on the list no <laughs> there you go Tom, Tom, i got some extra applause i can send your way so you, so yeah I'll, I'll give you some applause yeah. when will that when, will, when should we do that applause episode i was thinking in may or something 2085 <laughs> no 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 we gotta do it sooner than later for those uh, applause fans out there, yeah, there's, there's got to be something out there. <laughs> All right. Do we have a we have a crickets sound effect, Jason? <laughs> we don't we, we don't have many sound effects on this show. That's the thing. All right, everybody, still there? Yep. All right. Anyways, our topic tonight is uh, let's see what do we what is our topic? It is Kenner play sets, vehicles, and etc. from 1980. Yes. We're kind of picking up where we left off with the uh, action figures from 1980. So, uh, hey, let's just start. 
And uh, let's start with uh, the Imperial Attack Base. Uh, Tom, I'll start with you. Did you ever own the Imperial Attack Base? Are you kidding me, Jason? Yes. Uh, this was a time where I was uh, definitely excited about Empire. And uh, I remember when I was a kid, all the Star Wars toys, I kind of picked and shoot. I kind of picked and chose what I wanted. Mm. Um, but, uh, when we got to empire, I was in it to win it for everything. I wanted to get everything I could get my hands on. So, uh, this one was definitely one of the first play sets that I got from empire. I think this is probably one of the first ones that anybody got from empire and, uh, it's great. I love it. Everything about it is, is, uh, just a it's tons of play value. One thing that did throw me off is the fact that the uh, Imperials are dug in in the trench. Mm -hmm. That never made sense to me on the box. But, uh, you know, we switched it around and threw the Rebels in the trench where they should have been. And uh, actually, they should, probably should have called this uh, Rebel Attack Base, right? Yeah, I don't know. I kind of thought the same thing. I always thought it should be a Rebel Base, and I used it just like you. I used it as a Rebel Base. Right. The cannon, though, the cannon that's kind of clipped onto it, uh, that's, that looks like an Imperial gun, kind of, doesn't it? Well, you know, they used one of those, you know, they used the heavy uh, the heavy guns in the trench when, uh, you know, the Imperial, the, the Rebels were using those big heavy guns, too, so. Okay. And that, that, this actually looks a little bit more like a Rebel gun to me. My, you know, let's, hey, let's do another poll, guys. Uh, this looks uh, a lot like a rebel trench gun than uh, one of those uh, one of those imperial imperial guns to me, but that's oh. just me. Okay, Ryan. This is something I never had as a kid. I remember seeing it. I vividly remember seeing this in a Sears display as a kid, though it was like one of those displays they had under plexiglass, and they had all sorts of figures set up and everything. But it was not something I had, and I don't really remember any friends having it as a kid. Um, I did pick it up somewhere in the 90s, and it's kind of funny because it was only a couple months ago, I think, I finally picked up um, one of the pieces for it. I've had, you know, there's the, not not the snow arch, but there's like the little building piece on the other side, the, the gray structure over there. And I had the top piece, but there's the bottom snow wall that helps hold it up, and I never had that bottom snow wall. Mm -hmm. And I recently finally picked that up, and it was kind of really cool because I could finally put it in place and finally put that gray building on top of it and actually stood up the way it's supposed to be. So mm -hmm. kind of finally completed that set. Um, much like Tom, when I first got this, um, even as an adult, I felt it was much more of a uh, rebel base. It, with, with the uh, trench idea and the arch seemed like it was a great spot for um, like the the tunnel that uh, Han and Leia are having their argument in. Yeah. So I'd always like display Han and Leia in that little archway. Mm -hmm. Um and and some things like that. Um, I think mine now is displayed with Imperials in it because I just have it set up in my uh, my vintage display stuff. Uh, since I built my own Hoth diorama, I really didn't need to put that in there anymore. But uh, I think it's kind of a cool set um, for what it is. It's, it's kind of a nice you know way to create a base for Hoth. Yeah, it just makes a lot more sense as a Rebel base instead of an Imperial base. But yeah, <laughs> agreed. Uh, Jerry, yeah, I, I'm with you guys. I mean the. This was one of the earliest playsets I got, you know, once the Empire toys uh, start hitting. And I always did sort of the same thing you guys are saying. I I always just made it a Rebel base. And, in fact, I don't know if you guys, you guys are probably familiar with uh, 
uh, a book, one of Stephen Sansweet's books, the the action figure archive from like 1999. Yes. It has all these great pictures of play sets and figures. And, and, and uh, Steve Sansweet did a really good job of sort of tying into what, you know, parts of the movies best were represented by these toys. And he kind of makes the same comments about, hey, this actually looks more like Echo Base and Rebels, but for some reason there's there's Empire or Imperials on the packaging. So I, I you know, when I had them both, I would take this and the turret playset, which I don't think we're going to talk about today. That was more of a, a 81, uh, I think, release. And I'd always just, like, put them adjacent to each other. And that really created, for me, the trench and the turret. And you had it all kind of right there. Um, it, it's almost like bad grammar, right? It's it's like Imperial attack base, you know, like you know, like Mongo go break up the rebel base. So, but I always did that. I always flipped it around, just like you guys are saying, and I would make that, you know, the, actually the rebel base. And then once you got the tripod cannon, and you know, uh, for for the M- Empire, you could always set that off to the side and have them attack that playset. So that's what I always did with it. But you know, the playset itself, I I remember loving it as a kid because it had all these great. You know, blow away features, and I, I would do just sort of like what they show in the package. And I'd always put like a a figure right on that little ice bridge, and always knock them off. And you know, I just it was just a lot of fun as like five, six years old. I had just had a lot of a lot of things you could do with it. It was a really cool playset. Yes, yeah, definitely a tough one to beat. It's a it's a great one. Yeah, it is a great one. Uh, moving on, let's talk about the Star Destroyer, Tom. Uh. This was probably the crummiest in the whole line, guys. Oh. The Star Destroyer, in my opinion, was just uh, just kind of a kind of a as the Imperial attack base might have been a home run. <laughs> the uh, Star Destroyer was definitely a kind of a foul ball to me. It's it kind of sucked. I'm not going to go into it, uh, Ryan. Go ahead, take it away. But I'm going to say <laughs> that it really really stinks. <laughs> Uh, go ahead, Ryan. Please, okay. de- please defend this thing. It's now, awesome. I, I will defend it, actually. Um, <laughs> this is a playset. Um, I had no idea this playset existed when I was a kid. Um, I had never seen it before. The, before. the first time I ever saw it was when I went to my first Sarlacc meeting back in, like, 95, somewhere around in there. Um, and we went to uh, Kurt's house for a meeting, and he had a, a nice display of all his stuff. And um, I saw... The Star Destroyer playset, and my first reaction to it was, "What is that?" And that's kind of cool, you know. And, Precisely, um, it was what What is that? And that's kind of cool. And and oh, I will I will I will I go that along. <laughs> I'll go along part of what Tom says. It is a terrible vehicle. Okay, it, it looks really nothing like a Star Destroyer. They kind of made the top of it kind of look like a Star Destroyer. But, like, the fact that it has Vader's meditation chamber in there, you've got kind of the bridge of the Star Destroyer on there. Um, there was a lot of good play value with this from Empire Strikes Back. You could have... Oh, all within about 10 inches of, uh, of toy, yes. guys. So yes. look, at, look at the box. If, if, you guys, if, <laughs> if, if you guys are following along on uh, maybe looking at images on Google or Bing or what have you, <laughs> um, check out the box. Go to the box right now. I'm looking you've directly got, at my you've box. You've got um, <laughs> Vader kind of uh, talking to the bounty hunters here. You've got what is going on with that Death Squad commander, guys? What is going on? He was on bad. There? He was <laughs> he was bad. So let's hang him upside down. <laughs> Just keep working, you 
stormtroopers down there. It was, there. It, it was <laughs> originally after, Princess Leia in the past. Yeah, it was yes. originally yes. Leia. Yes. But, but here we go with the Which box. Which makes no more yeah. sense, but yeah. Right. No. And after I'm done uh, torturing this death squad commander, I'm going to go into my meditation chamber and take a break. That's yeah. dumb play value, guys. That's uh, no, really no, talk, sucking. Talk. Talk. You, you've got several things here. You, you can have Vader sit in the meditation chamber with, if we're going vintage here, the Imperial commander talking to Vader. You can have Vader come out and talk to, and I'll admit it's kind of lame, but the, uh, the hologram of the Emperor that pops down. But you can have him right there to talk to it. And uh, you've got the bridge there. You can line up your bounty hunters there and have Vader's talk, uh, going around talking to the, the bounty hunters. Guys, um, Ryan, listen to what you're saying. Imperial attack base, stuff blowing up, things, cannons, guns. What do, what do you have on, this, on the uh, Darth Vader Star Destroyer? A lot of freaking talking. A yeah. lot of talking going on. Well, That's they boring. Added, they, they added play features. There is the escape hatch. I'm not totally sure why, but there, uh, the there is the patch is awesome. Um, and, but Death Squad Commander's got to go somewhere when he gets himself down. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> they just throw him out to the bottom. And, and it is funny that we did bring like up this. Shoot. It was originally Leia, and I remember hearing something about the the original image was Leia, and they took that off because of something about torturing women or something like that. It seems to be the rumor I heard. Wow, really? Yeah, um, huh. they, they had no problem putting her on the uh, Java, Java's, uh, the Java, the hut playset. Yeah, but she was standing upright in her Bosch outfit in that because I never had the slave land. Right, right. with a ch- um, with a chain around her neck. With a chain around her neck, yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, 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 for all I know, that rumor could be you know a bunch of BS. But uh, mm-hmm. that's that seems to me that's what I heard about it anyway. What, but, what's uh, hysterical also from the box image, guys, look at those stormtroopers. They're like, I do not see anything. I'm just <laughs> over here minding my own business. Oh, <laughs> uh, that little thing that folds down to make the, the hologram or the pink hologram or whatever that thing is. I, <laughs> that baffled me as a kid. It is weird. Well, you know what's called on the package, what the box calls it? Uh, go ahead, because I don't quite remember <laughs> They, they they call it the Grand Vizier. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which I think they later retconned and being um, say Pestage or whatever that. Okay. That guy, I think that which 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 makes no sense. But well, you know, actually, I remember as a kid seeing that like ooh, because I hadn't seen the movie yet. My my parents didn't actually take us to movies uh, very mm-hmm. often. I didn't see Return of the Empire Strikes Back for a few years later. I'm like ooh, who is that? That must be that must be Vader's boss. You know, it's interesting yeah. that you say it, it was said to be say Pestage because. In early versions of the script, Vader had to actually talk to Saint, uh, Saint Pestage before he talked to the Emperor on the Star Destroyer. Ah. So maybe that's a holdover from that or something. Mm-hmm. Or the best, yeah, yeah. I mean, probably the best information Kenner had before they had to go in production with the box art. Right. Boy, yeah. Because they were doing all this stuff before the movie was completely finished because they wanted toys to come out with the movie this time. Right. So. And uh, speaking of, you know, when I when I brought up this toy. I just called it the Star Destroyer because that's what it's called in the uh, Kenner uh, little catalog from 1980. But the actual name of the toy, and I think Tom said this in full, is Darth Vader's Star Destroyer Action Playset. That's right. Yeah. And there is a lot of action going on. Going there on is. On There's playset. not a whole lot of action. There's a bunch of hanging upside down and talking to each other. There's a giant <laughs> gun on the front of it. Uh, Jerry, well, why don't you, why don't you use give... that? Jerry, why don't you give us your thoughts on this uh, playset? <laughs> well, I remember when I got I actually got it for Christmas uh, one year, and the one thing I liked about it is I sort of had a, 
sort of had a place to put my uh, Imperials. You know, it was almost like, and, and Tom, to your point, it wasn't, um, it wasn't riddled with action and fun, but I at least had a place for them to start. Bounty hunters could, you know, get their orders from Vader. Loved the meditation chamber. That part was cool, the way it lit up and everything. Yeah. Never hung poor Leia from the from the rafters or anything, but I, I always used it as, like, the base. I mean, I guess it's the important thing that it's a place set, not a vehicle. Um, I, I didn't really quite get the gun. I mean, there were times where I sort of combined it with the Death Star or, or kind of made it it's like a little outpost more so than a you know as a as a five six year old you're anything you got with Star Wars on it and someone tells you your figures belong on it is something you'll you'll figure out what to do with it and make it something else you know if if worse comes to worse but yeah I had fun with it I mean it was like it was one of those things I I set up and I just left my Imperial figures sort of standing on it until i was ready to do something with it when i was done i'd set them back on and you know go about whatever else i was doing so i you know it was it was a big part of my child it was one of the one of the play sets that i you know uh had and played with quite a bit did anybody because okay so the land there's like kind of landing gear on the play set kind of like uh i guess similar to the falcon's landing gear i'm not sure but the landing gear can also be used as kind of a handle so you could grab onto the front and, and rest it on your arm and fly it around like a right. Ship. Yeah, take it to the uh, take it to the playground and uh, <laughs> you know show and tell, amaze your friends with this crappy playset. Did anybody and, and ever Luke, fly this around like it like a ship and and, and chase the Falcon or anything? <laughs> no, <Not laughs> <for anybody>? no. <laughs> I think it wasn't going to hold them both simultaneously. <laughs> I, I feel bad here. I'm start, I think I did. I'm starting to riff on this stuff like it's modern. I'm. I got to pull back a little bit. Oh, and <laughs> I always took the cannon came off really easy. The gun yeah. on the front. I used to just take that and use that as a gun when playing like, you know, guns with my friends and stuff. See, even the cannon didn't want any part of this crappy playset. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, yeah, this is a good playset. I don't agree with Tom. So let's take a vote. Uh, let's uh, round robin, boys. I think it's a crappy playset. Jason. I love it. Ryan. I love it. Jerry, hey, I gotta give a thumbs up. I mean, I, I love fun. Uh, I'm not, fact, to be honest with you, I'm not gonna use the words I love it, but I certainly liked it. Okay, enough about this ship. the uh, The next item on the list is the Hoth Ice Planet Adventure Set with the Adat backdrop. This is kind of a reuse of the uh, Land of the Jawas playset, except uh, it's molded in white. The, the plastic part, the base is molded in white. And instead of a sand crawler in the background, it's got a cardboard ATAT. Tom? Why not? It's, uh, it's the, hey, this is probably one of the first rehashes of the, uh, of the Star Wars toy world, guys. Yeah. Right? So, uh, it's good. I like it. It's better than that damn Star Destroyer. I'm telling you that much. <laughs> you think this has more play value than the Star Destroyer? I do, I do. Uh, there's, uh, there's a little, um, there's action there, guys. You got a, you got an ad at, you've got, look at the background. There's like, uh, like snow speeders flying in and attacking the ad at, and then you've got the little cannon there and the, uh, the, uh, the little Jawa, little, uh, R2's little cave there. I mean, that could be used for, um, what, a Wampa cave, right? Or something? I don't know. Little yeah, mini Wampa or something? Little baby Wampa? Like a yeah, nursery. Wampa yeah, nursery. Little Wampa nursery. I'm uh, I'm yeah. uh, I'm I'm liking this one. 
I wish I had it. I actually, this think, is one of the playsets that I did not have from. Do you Empire. think the cannon that comes with it is cooler than the uh, the um, escape pod that came with the Land of the Jawas? Uh, no, no, definitely. Escape pod was pretty cool. Yeah, but since we're not talking about that, we're talking about this. Um, this is this is okay. This is pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of the uh, the the lesser expensive. Play sets, I believe. Yeah, this was pretty. I believe that. Yeah, I don't think this cost very much when it came out. So hey, this would be a great one to uh, have right next to your Probot uh, and uh, Imperial attack base. Mm-hmm. But this one up, uh, kind of put it in the back there, little backdrop, perfect. <laughs> Ryan, and you could take the uh, that crummy star destroyer and fly it into it. <laughs> Ryan, um, I actually do not have never had this play set. I, I mean, I could say I, I have the base plate, whether the base plate went to this one or the the other Hoth play set that used the same base plate. Um, and I do have the little mini radar dish, but I do not have the backdrop at all. Um, this is on my list of things to eventually buy. I, I did see one at Lynn's yesterday. It's not in the greatest of shape, so I might look for a better one. But um, it is an interesting idea. When I first saw these play sets that had the cardboard backdrops, they kind of, I was like, really? They, they made a, why, why don't they just make a whole plastic playset why why the cardboard but over time these have really grown on me i like what they did with these um they're, they're very inventive to you to, to give us a small playset that involves a lot to it so um i i've never had it but i think it's cool yeah jerry yeah see the uh, the issue i had with this playset as a kid was the fact that it survived probably about seven minutes in my hands because mm. with the corrugated paperboard construction to it a five six year old assembling this thing is not a good idea because uh, I, I actually have one now that is like in a never assembled condition back in 1998 1999 i decided like okay i'm gonna go finish my vintage collectibles and i i didn't want anything sealed because i wanted to you know verify uh the contents and know what i'm getting so I maybe have some displayability of what i got but on these type of play sets i really wanted like a new condition and i was able to you know find this among uh, along with the other two uh play sets based on this base and i i just never could really make myself assemble them i found one to where the scores had never been uh broken and just never assembled and everything and uh it, it, it's it, it's neat kind of having that preserved but as a kid i remember trying to fold this thing up there's some of the pieces that just have a very thin, um, you know, piece of board that kind of connects it together, and it's so easy to, to tear it up. So I had it as a kid, but I never got to play with it. I just like, okay, fine. I have the base, and I have this radar dish. I know the radar dish was in the in, in the movie. I'll use the base as my. You know, it's still hot, but my but my ad ad is just trashed. So I never, I never even really got a chance to assemble the elevator and how to, you know, move, I guess, uh, deploying troops in and out of it or whatever. So, um, but looking back on nostalgically, I think this is really cool to think about playsets having been done this way, you know, with paper, uh, backdrops and just sort of, there's a lot of imagination that has to go into this because, you know, you weren't going to get an ad at for what, another year or so. Um, right. but then, even like the next year or two, we got that radar laser cannon sort of in the vehicle accessory um, uh, mini rig sort of scale, and I kind of obsoleted the one that came with this. So, you know, not one of my favorite play sets just because of the 
bad memories I have with it, like not even really getting a chance to play with it before I before I destroyed it. So, um, but good in theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jerry. Like, yeah, I had it when I was a kid, and I, I destroyed. Well, I don't know if I destroyed it, but three or four times up and down the elevator with the uh, snowtrooper, and it pretty much was kind of wrecked. So, I have. I guess I have good memories of this set. But the, is that is that the reason why uh, none of us can find one of these in good uh, shape anymore? Mm-hmm. Jeez, you guys! It's the elevator. It's that mechanism. It's just um, well, it's pretty cool if you're very careful. But if you're just kind of running figures up and down, it doesn't last well, very yeah. long. Tell that to a seven-year-old kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but the base is pretty cool, and I did like using it for Hoth, even without even without the uh, cardboard uh, at it. It's still you know functional. So. Nice. Speaking of cardboard playsets, let's talk about the other cardboard playset from 1980, the Cloud City playset. I'm not certain, but I think this might have been a Sears exclusive. Jerry, do you know? Yes, that is correct. It was a uh, yeah Sears catalog. Yep. Okay. Or well, I'm sorry. I always think of Sears as catalog, but I think you you know could have uh, gotten in the stores all the same. Okay. Okay. And uh, so we'll just we'll start with you this time, Jerry. What are your thoughts on this set? You know, this is one of those play sets, uh, and we went to Sears uh, quite frequently, you know, growing up. I mean, it was just one of the anchor stores of the, the, the mall that mm-hmm. we went to all the time. And uh, oddly enough, though, this is this is one of those play sets that I didn't realize existed until, like, 1994. Me either. Uh, I totally overlooked this one, didn't know that it happened. Uh, this and the... Uh, um, the Rebel Command Center that you know came out later too. Some of these these exclusives like the Sonic uh, controlled uh, Land Speeder. Some of these I had no idea they made, and this was one of them. And when I learned about it, like I said, when I kind of went back in '98, it was right after I graduated college and got a job, and I was like, all right, I'm going to go, you know, take care of some of the, the missing items. I, I did acquire one of these because you know it's not a great playset because it's there's really not much to it. I mean, it doesn't even have a plastic base or accessories. It is literally you know, two or three, actually, I think just two pieces of paperboard that fold together and clip into them. It's kind of similar to what Kenner and Hasbro uh, did uh, in the in the modern Power of the Force uh, 2 line with, you know, the, the Cantina and Jabba's Palace. It's it's that level of thin paperboard. It's just a couple pieces snapped together, and you have a, a backdrop. But there's something unique about the art. We're, we're so used to today, you know, you go to a Target one spot or something, you see, you know, cups or greeting cards or whatever, and it's the same clip art over and over again. But, you know, back in this era, like, that, the art you saw in the back of that ad app, you know, the the hot ice planet, the, the artwork you see here, I, I don't recognize or know that from anything else. So when you, uh, when you look at play sets like this, and even in displays for a, a collector today, this is just really cool. It's it's unique artwork. It just it, it sets a nice backdrop. If really all you're going to do is set up some action figures anyway, why not have this behind it? It's really mm-hmm. it's really neat looking. Yeah, it is neat. Uh, Ryan, this is another playset I first discovered uh, when I first joined Sarlacc and saw it at Kurtz. And to begin with, when I first saw it, I was I was really disappointed. I was like, they, they did Cloud City, but it was just cardboard. The whole Bespin Freezing Chamber is one of my favorite sets from all the movies, and um, I. I you know, when I found out there was a Cloud City place, I was like, oh, that's got to be awesome. And then I saw this, I was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> and over the years, this has grown on me. I still don't have one. This is this is a definite one of these days I'm going to buy it. For what it is, it's it's kind of cool. The, as Jerry was saying, the artwork is very unique on it. it. It's well done for a little miniature cardboard play set. 
That being said, I'd far rather have a giant Bespin playset with a freezing chamber and a torture room and, you know, the garbage room with the Ugnaughts, whatever. Um, I'd much, I'd love to have a giant Cloud City playset. Yeah, and th- this is much like the uh, Sears Cantina playset where it comes right. with four figures. This one comes with uh, Han Solo and Bespin outfit, Lobot, Dengar, and an Ugnaught. So it's almost like this was kind of created just to sell the figures and not in the, you know, I don't know, just to move more figures, maybe. Tom, what do you think of the uh, Cloud City playset? Uh, am I the only one who had this, guys? Probably, because I never knew anybody that had it. I had one of these, and uh, I actually remember going to Sears with my mom because uh, she had ordered it for me probably around Christmas time. And uh, the backdrop, right, it was totally lame, but people were getting it for the figures, guys. Mm-hmm. Pretty good roundup of figures. Lobot. Mm-hmm. Lobot, Jason, come on. Yeah, hey. Who can... Lobot, Ugnot, uh, Dengar, and uh, the uh, Bespin uh, Han. Pretty uh, pretty good lineup. So, uh, boy, I, I think my backdrop maybe lasted half a year, maybe that. I never... <laughs> It sure isn't. It sure wasn't in my collection um, for very long. I don't know what happened to that thing, but uh, I did have the figures um, for quite a while. But uh, yeah, this is kind of borderline uh, uh, Darth Vader Star Destroyer. But you did get some cool figures out of it. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. These, now, what, uh, go ahead. Go ahead sorry. Uh, now, were these figures already available? I, I, I know that the uh, Rebel Command Center, when it came with like the um, uh, you know, the Hoth Luke and the Sensorscope R2. I, I think those were actually like the first time those figures were available, although they obviously were going to be available widely later, so they weren't exclusive, but you could have gotten them first there. And I'm not really good at knowing which figures came out in 80, 81, 82, you know, for, for which movie, but were, were these figures out or would this been like, oh, wow, four new figures and I happen to get a backdrop? I think the... You know, Jerry, that's a that's actually a good question. I don't know if that was... To me, Jason, do you know more about well, that? Well, I, I know those four figures are not in the first uh, wave of Empire Strikes Back figures, so it's really possible that this came out before those figures. That's an, and that's interesting because um, with the Cantina playset from Sears, those four figures also I don't think were quite available in stores yet when that was put because that was put right. in because that was put in the '78 Christmas catalog. Jerry, one thing I can Cantina playset. Which Jerry, one the whole thing I can tooth, you know, mm-hmm. color snafu. Yeah, the, the blue one came first, right? Mm-hmm. So, one yeah. thing I can say is uh, I had one of each of these figures when I was a kid. I probably, if these were available previously, I would have probably most likely had doubles of these. So I'm thinking maybe this was a quick little preview of these figures before they actually made it out onto the market. I'm going out on a limb here, but that's I think that might be a possibility too. Okay. Um yeah, I didn't have this. That like 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 Jerry and, and Ryan, I didn't even know it existed when it came out. Um I've kinda I wanna get one, but I've been looking on eBay and they're pretty expensive. Uh you know, just loose even when you know, loose without the figures, which is fine, I don't need the figures to already have them. It's running I think it runs about two hundred and fifty dollars, so Wow. Kinda pricey. Maybe one day. Next, it is Tauntaun, the Hoth snow creature. That's what it says on the catalog. <laughs> That's almost like they are thinking of the uh, Wampa, but Tauntaun. Tom? Yes. Did you have you a Tauntaun? You know what? I'll be honest with you guys. I did not have a Tauntaun. You did not? <laughs> I did not. Okay. No, I don't know but why. But you found the Cloud City. <laughs> 
Go figure. Yeah, I just it, sometimes my logic for toy collecting back then made absolutely no sense. Uh, I did not get this one. No, I I don't know why. I I sure like it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, guys, I don't know. Do you like how the saddle has like the molded in legs? So Shut when up. Stick- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're you're hilarious. I knew that was coming. If he didn't say it, I was going to. <laughs> pretty genius idea that they uh, borrowed from the uh, from the Dubac. But they borrowed from no one is what the what it was. <laughs> but I do have to admit, this one obviously does have more of the mold amount. This, like the uh, like the Dubac, the reins on it um, are kind of can be can get fragile and, and break easily. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. That's probably why I didn't get one because the toy, the 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 play value would have been hindered the second I broke the reins. I just didn't want to take that chance. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Ryan Tonton. Yes, the beast of burden is so cool. You have to say his name twice, right? Right. <laughs> um, I I did. Uh, I I've had one of these for for years. The first one I have, which I still do have, my dog chewed off the muzzle on, so he's got like a giant gaping hole where his uh, muzzle should be. Uh, but I still have it, and I've I've got I think a couple replacement tauntauns too. Um, my the tauntauns I've always had a I've always had the ones with the um, the split belly, so you could shove Luke inside. But which, um, is, the, which is the second release? Is that the second release? Okay, because yes, yes. I know there was the other release that did not have the split belly. It was just a solid. The first belly. release did not have. The yeah, the first release. Yeah, so you shoved it in there, huh? You did you just you might have maybe first considered gingerly placing before shoving. I was a kid. I'm sorry. You I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm thinking of. Oh boy. So you know, the original version, you had to take the X-Acto knife and cut it open in order to to, to recreate the Hoth scenes, right? But um, no, this was. I, it was. It's cool. I mean, it looks really good. It it models well off of um, the Tauntauns we see in in the movie. Great idea. Very well executed. Uh, the little trap door again, just much much like the Dewback, to put your writer in there. And uh, yeah. It's it's a great toy, Jerry. What are your thoughts on the Tauntaun? Oh yeah, hey, as a kid, this was a this was a must-have. I mean, you had your your Han Hoth, your Luke uh, Hoth, Luke. You know, had to have something for them to, to go in. You know, to help recreate. And if you had the Wampa, I mean, it was just all it just all went together. And and then certainly, you know, I think I think it was in like uh, '82 when the Split Belly one came out, and it actually had like a a nicer saddle that was thicker because you know not only did the reins uh, split, and, and mine certainly did. Uh, fortunately, it. it it split not at the muzzle part, but at sort of the the tip of where the figure would hold it. It kind of split in half, which was fine because then you could just put one half in the left hand, one half in the right hand. So I, I kind of lucked out there. But I, I I would split sort of the 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 um, you know the the saddle that had that really thin uh, plastic piece that went underneath the Tauntaun's belly that would just yeah. kind of buckle in. The '82 release with the split belly was much thicker. It was like three times thicker than than the 1980 release. So that's what I actually I actually always I, I would split the, uh, the 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 buckle on that part. But you know it's fine. I was able to tape it or glue it down and just still have it to be used. And um, but that was great. I mean it's 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 one of those things that um, I, I to, to this day I have my Imperial Attack base. I have the Probot. I have two Tauntauns. I have my Wampa. And it just to, to me that's sort of my my Hoth setup for a vintage display to this day and i just i just love them i think you know the the trap door it's kind of um funny to laugh at that now because we've seen so many releases where you just mold the figure to ride it but i'll tell you what 
he never fell out. Uh, the figures, you know, were, <laughs> were stable. I mean, I, I can't hardly keep a, a modern figure on one if you just, you know, you, you gotta sort of just display it just right and kind of back away from it and hope nothing rattles it right. and stuff. But hey, these guys are solid. They, they stood up. And no, these, these, the Tauntauns are great toys. I, I had no idea that the, uh, the saddle, the material they used to make the saddle for the, um, Split belly was actually a higher quality, so that's good to know. Uh, I didn't know that either. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, did you guys use? Um, so speaking of, the, there's the non-split belly, which is, you know, the one from 1980, and the split belly. Did you guys designate the non-split belly to Luke and the split belly to Han? Because that's what I always did. I always had just a split belly, so there was no designation. Yeah, Jerry. You know, I don't remember. I mean, I guess technically that was that. That was technically Han's tauntaun. That yeah, that's kind of what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> I. I don't remember how I did that exactly. You know? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't actually remember as a kid even really shoving Luke into it. I mean, I know it happened mm-hmm. in the movie and everything, but I never really recreated that part. I think I was just glad to have two Tauntauns. I didn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too late. You could still get one, Tom. Or Tom. That's true. That's true. Next is one of my favorite vehicles, the Rebel Rebel Armored Snow Speeder. Tom, did you have this vehicle? Uh, you know, guys, I don't know what was going on in 1980, but uh, I didn't have this one either. I'm a bad collector. <laughs> What's not to like? I, I did have a friend that had one, and I thought it was just awesome. Maybe I just had a, you know, got enough play from playing with his when I went over to hang out with him. Mm-hmm. That's probably what happened. Between that, you know, uh, between playing with the the uh, snow speeder and uh, and and not having a tauntaun, it was a it was a rough it was a rough year in 1980 for me. Yeah, 1980 for me represented so many new things coming out that I I knew I was not going to be able to collect it all as a kid. I knew that there's no way I was going to get everything because there's so much. It's funny, I, I stayed on top of the figures pretty well, mm-hmm. but uh, anything else was kind of you know well. Uh, uh, apparently hit and miss. So Ryan, did you have did you have the the snowspeeder? I never had the snowspeeder as a kid. I had friends who had one, mm-hmm. and I was always jealous of them because I saw it. I was like, that, "That's a cool ship. I want that." And mm-hmm. I never got one till I bought that box of um, vintage stuff at a at a rummage fair for like t- uh, five bucks in the mid nineties. I got my first snowspeeder then. Fantastic uh, sculpt on this. Let's face yes. it. I mean Hasbro used this sculpt right up until they redid the Snowspeeder three years, four years ago now. Because that, that sculpt held up, and, and even when Hasbro redid it, they actually made it a little bit smaller. Um, I guess that's a little bit more in scale, mm-hmm. believe it or not. But, um, yeah, they they knocked it out of the park on the Snowspeeder. It looks, it looks great. Um, I guess if it's a little bit bigger than scale, we never knew. It seemed right to scale with what it should be. Um, one of one of the really really well done vehicles of, of the vintage era. Yeah. And uh, just curious, when you uh, when you put your pilots in it, do you put two Luke uh, Rebel pilots in it? Yes. Because yeah, the... Jerry, what are your thoughts on the uh, Rebel Armored Snowspeeder? Yeah, this was uh, one of the vehicles I had as a kid, and in fact, still have the the very one that uh, you know I, I would have gotten in 1980. And really, I love the fact that you could put two figures in there. Uh, loved uh, just uh, you know just that 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 scene is so much fun. I mean it's just a great scene to have Empire Strikes Back, obviously. So I always loved having the snow speeder. I mean you know my mom did something that was kind of funny. It was many years before I realized it came with a string and a harpoon. She mm-hmm. actually just like 
kept those parts from me because she thought I would just lose them or tear up the string or something, which she's most likely, you know, was correct in that. So I had that like, you know, unused, like literally I never had <laughs> even had that as a kid, even though it existed. So I had this, you know, complete and it's in great shape. And, but I always, you know, when you guys are talking about the scale, it's funny. It's, uh, I always felt that it was the right scale. Although to your point, it might actually be a little bigger. I'm not really, really sure on that, but you know, as a kid, Attacking your ADAT, your 1981 <laughs> counter ADAT with this ship, you didn't think the rebels could lose. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, I would like park the snow speeder on top of the ADAT, just have them like you know, get out, loop do. I mean, it, it was massive compared to the ADAT, but definitely um, a little scale issue there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it, it was fun nonetheless. So what what made that tough though with the scale was that you always wanted to like crash this thing, and you know the the front laser cannons would kind of. Um, you know, would easily come off so that you could kind of like, you know, act like it got snapped back on itself. And then when you try to get your counter at it to step on it, it's just it's like it's like us trying to step on a car. You know, it just that doesn't happen. So it was a little awkward there, but it was a great ship. I mean, I, um, you know, played with that all the time. And, and like you guys said, I, um, you know, I would put uh, I, I put two Luke pilots in it once I had two Luke pilots, but. Um, because eventually at one point I like broke the thumb off of one and my parents did get me a second one. So the one that was missing the thumb mm-hmm. was always uh Dak. So <laughs> <laughs> he, was a, he was a goner anyway. He didn't need a thumb. Yeah. yeah. Um, take on the empire all by himself without the, a thumb. The, the, uh, the electronic mechani- mechanism on this is pretty great when you push the, uh, when you push the, the button and, uh, the little the cannons light up and they kind of pulse. And uh, make an interesting sound. So very. Cool. Yeah, this was uh, this was a great one. Um, yeah. Wish I could go back in time and <laughs> get one of these, but uh, what are you gonna do? It's not that th- these aren't very rare on the secondary market. You could no. find one in good shape, Tom. You could. Yeah, well, I've backed away Tom, from the Empire collecting again. So. Tom, I bet um, we know a store where you can buy that even. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Apparently a store that I wasn't invited to. <laughs> That's right. The restraining order, Tom. How many times do I have to tell you? <gasps> oh, yeah. I keep forgetting. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Next is a vehicle that I always kind of secretly prayed that I would not get for Christmas or a birthday or anything because <laughs> I didn't want it at all. And it's the Twin Pod Cloud Car. <laughs> this comes from the guy who's the biggest fan of Lobot. <laughs> I like it now. As an adult, I appreciate this vehicle. As a kid, I thought Lobot this... probably used one of these as a commuter to get to work. Yeah, I would yeah. think so. Yeah. As an adult, I appreciate this vehicle. I think it's, thought you it's, thought it's, you cut me cool. off there, Jason. But as a kid, I didn't want this. I didn't know anybody that wanted this. This this was kind of not not very cool of a vehicle to me and my friends, but. Maybe your experience different differed. So, Tom, what were your thoughts on the? Uh, well, like car? many of these toys before, um, yeah, didn't have this one either. Probably was a good thing. I mean, it's okay, but uh, the cloud car the cloud car pilot's a cool figure, but yeah. uh, this vehicle is just it's okay. Uh, I think you can find most of these in unplayed condition mm-hmm. more or less um, for maybe 20, 25 bucks, but uh, yeah, still not. Uh, yeah. Or yes, yeah, I'm still not interested. It'd be cool though. If general giant did a jumbo version. Really? <laughs> <laughs> really, Jason? I think so. Yeah. It'd be I think five I'm, foot I think, wide. I think I might spring for one of those. 
No, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, would it be five hundred dollars or? Uh, Ryan, cloud car. <laughs> uh, yeah, not. I didn't have this as a kid. Um, I'm not sure if I knew it existed or not as a kid. I probably did, but uh, I much like like you guys. I, I I'll be I'll be honest. I wasn't really interested in it. Um, again, I picked this one up in that that rummage sale that I got a lot of stuff from, and um, yeah, it, it was cool to finally have it. But it's. It's a fairly blah vehicle. I mean, it doesn't do much in the movie. It doesn't do much as a toy. <laughs> um, it's just orange. It's it's basically like having um, not even a police car, but a security car, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to do much. I, I I will say I know we're doing vintage here, but when Hasbro redid the the cloud car a few years back, when they finally relented and um, and did it. They knocked it out of the park with that. They actually made it a really cool vehicle. Yeah, the re-release was the re um, pretty good. You calling but, this a mall cop golf cart <laughs> equivalent of? Uh, yeah. Well, that's like a segue of yeah, uh, that, security. That works quite well, Tom. Yes, this is the the mall cop golf cart uh, of the Star Wars universe. Jerry, you guys you? pull it over. <laughs> pull it over now. Is that what they were doing in the movie? <laughs> you will not yeah, deviate. Much, basically, you'll not <laughs> deviate from your current course, please. Please, Jerry. Please. What are your thoughts on this vehicle? Uh, you know, I, I had as a kid, and you know, any any Star Wars vehicle was going to be put to good use, even if it wasn't its uh, film accurate use. But um, what's kind of funny is because you know, when you first, if if you got it in 1980 or even 81, you you almost didn't know what to do with it because they didn't make the pilot until like 82. So you know, like the the, the packaging art shows like Luke in one car and a Bespin security guard in the other. Which makes no sense, and, and the thing looks like the the, the packaging artwork like shows it landed on Hoth, you know. So I mean, if you hadn't seen the movie yet, you get this really weird um, like vision of how did they get from Hoth to Bespin? Oh, they must have ridden these things because you know Lando's there; they're in snow. Mm-hmm. You know, the packaging artwork shows them on snow. Right. Lando's like, "Hey, have a good trip," and Bespin Luke's getting ready to close the cockpit and fly out there. You're like, "Man, what's what's going on?" Look at um, look at three PO over there. He's like, "Hey, Master Luke, you look like a complete tool." <laughs> <laughs> um, but needless to say, though, this is uh, the 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 cloud car I have today is the one I have as a kid, and it is like in mint condition because I didn't play with a lot. I didn't put the st- I still have the sticker right. I still have the box. I mean it's pristine and you know you hold this in your hand it's like stepping back into nineteen eighty because that's exactly what it looked like. Except yeah. for the usually what I see on them is the landing gear is pretty loose on them. It doesn't stay stay out very well. But yeah I had to tie like a, a wrap a little rubber band around the landing gear on mine because it would it just is not it just it's not stable. It just keeps sliding down. That wraps it up for the vehicles and playsets, but there are a couple other things I wanted to talk about while we're um, on the year 1980 for Empire Strikes Back toys. Uh, the first being the Darth Vader collector case. To me, this is one of the all-time greatest collector cases. I love this thing. It's just Darth Vader bust. You can open it up and store your figures. It's great. You have one of these, Tom? <laughs> it is great. I did have one of these, yes. <laughs> uh, what's not to like? Boy, it just looks good sitting on your desk, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you crack that thing open. It even had a little compartment for all your uh, <laughs> for all your weapons if you hadn't lost them yet. You're right. If you hadn't lost them yet, yeah. yeah. I, I, oh, man, I was I was beside myself when I got this. It was it was great. So, uh, yeah, but Kenner, Kenner hit a home run with this one. Yeah. Can't say anything bad about it. Nope. Ryan? Who didn't have this? I mean, right. if, if you were... 
if you had vintage stuff, if you collect, if you played with Star Wars toys in the day, you had a Darth Vader case. Everybody I knew who had Star Wars toys had a Darth Vader case. Um, exactly. It's kind of because I kind of came in a little later. I was more in in my eighty eighty one is when I started getting toys for Star Wars. Um, I thought this actually came out at and you know at the time of the first figures. I didn't know it was a, an Empire release, but it was cool. I mean, we all had you you had to open it carefully, right? Um, if you open it too fast, uh, half yeah, the figures fell out. Went flying. Uh, <laughs> so you, you'd stand it up straight and open it very slowly to make sure that the the figures stayed in place. Um, but I thought it was cool that they set it up, even with the the head form of it. They still set it up so you had spots for your larger figures like IG88 or Chewbacca, and spots for the smaller figures like the Jawa or R2D2. I, I thought that was really well done. Plus the spot for the uh, the weapons and everything. Just a fantastic idea, uh, and it's one that's been duplicated many, many times since. We've seen, of course, not the best duplications, I'll admit, but we, you know, Tom's favorite thing, the Bendems did the Darth Vader case, and I know there's now an Angry Birds uh, Darth Vader case. And didn't Hasbro redo the Darth Vader case at one they point? They did too? in 2005. Yeah. So, I mean, it's such All a cool idea. All pale in comparison. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's such a cool idea that everybody else... Um, did this? I, I will say, Tom. Even though you say they all pale in comparison, the Bendems one actually has more detail on it. The outside. Why, why do you have to crowbar Bendems into every damn podcast? I'm not, I'm not trying to crowbar. Why? It's, why? Tom, have you ever seen the Darth Vader Bendems case in person? Were we going to talk about something else? <laughs> Jerry, go ahead. Let's let's hear what you think about the Darth Vader case. Yeah, I, I remember the Bendems Darth Vader case too. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the Bendem's Darth Vader case almost got me to click Bendem's, I'll have to say. I it was... is a nice case, Tom. No, no matter what you put in it, you could put vintage <laughs> figures in this, okay? I don't care. It, it is a nice case. They did a they did a nice upgrade with it for, for the, the vintage Kenner one. Jerry, do you have the Darth Vader carry case? <laughs> yes, yes. Now, and, and actually, the, the point in time that we got these, um, my parents were sometimes buying um, duplicates of at least action figures for me and my brother. He's like five years older than me, so he was kind of getting out of Star Wars right around 8081, but he got his set of figures. I got my set of figures, so we both got uh, the, 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 this, this carrying case. So mine, the, the one that I used, I snapped all those tabs off and later got rid of it, but I actually I still have in my collection – uh, today, the one that my brother had, which again is like pristine mint, he never hardly touched it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was like you know, to a five, six year old, it was like having a life size Darth Vader head in your in in, in your collection. I mean, even it was kind of a collectible, you know, kind of a display piece in of itself. You know, you put your figures in if you needed to, if you didn't have you know some of the some of them sitting out or whatever. But just having him sitting up in your room in of itself was cool, whether it opened up and held figures or not. Um, so it was. It was really awesome to to have that, and you know, it kind of seemed like everyone had this because I think they just continuously made this year in year out, uh, all the way up till probably when the three PO one came out. And I, I don't know if the two were marketed on shelves simultaneously or not, or if the three PO one ended up replacing this one in terms of what Kenner shipped. But yeah, this was just a mainstay. I mean, they made this one you know three or four years. This uh, this case came with. Kind of like the vinyl case, it came with stickers with all the characters' names on it. You could place the sticker on the on the tab in front of the figure. Yeah. Did Did you guys put those stickers on yours, or did you uh, just leave them blank? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yep. Oh yeah. Put stickers on. <laughs> How can you the, not? Uh, you, you can't resist. 
I mean, number one, they're <laughs> stickers, and number two, they're stickers. Right. <laughs> right. Now, I found I found some. I was trying to pick up an. Uh, uh, I was trying to pick up another Darth Vader case for my collection um, within the last couple years, and I I would find them where sticker the stickers were actually placed on like Darth Vader's face and stuff. Really? And all, all kinds of crazy things. Yeah. What's- Okay, I know I'm going to offend, like, half our listeners or something. <laughs> what stupid kid did that? Well, I think, like, I think, like Tom said, they were stickers, and they were stickers. And if you're a <laughs> little kid, and you get a whole sheet of stickers that come with your toy, why oh, not? Man, see, I was, I <laughs> not me, but, uh, you know. Yeah, I wasn't I, saying you did that, Tom. But right, right. I could see a, you know, a four-year-old doing that. I... I was the type of kid who had to have everything organized. In fact, when I ran out of stickers or I had figures that I didn't have stickers for, my dad and I actually went through on the old TRS-80, and we fed in um, uh, uh, mailing labels and created mm-hmm. labels for the, the other characters. And so, like, not so much on the Vader case, but some of the vinyl cases, I still have some the remains of some of those old mailing labels with the names on them. Uh, that that I put in there. I mean, I had to have my stuff organized. Each figure had to have a place. So, it, that, I guess that's why it just blows my mind that, that yeah. kids would stick the names <laughs> on the outside. I, I don't know. I'm like, there's a place for them. They go there. Yeah. Did any of you, did any of you guys pick up the re-release of this case from 2005? I did not. Jerry, did you? No, I didn't. As tempted as I was, I mean, I, I might have if the figures that came with it were unique, but I think they're repacks mm-hmm. or right. you know redecos of some variety. But it was awfully tempting. But yeah. no, nah, I figured I had the vintage one. It's just going to take up a lot of space, something like that. Right. Same with me. But um, I would love to know how similar it is to the vintage one because in the store, at least, it, I think it was sold at Walmart, maybe some other stores, but it, it looked almost identical. Like they just kind of re- reused the same mold, and I'm. Wondering how easy it would be to confuse the 2005 version with the vintage version and if that causes any kind of problem on the secondary market. I, I seem to remember there was enough of a, a difference that you could there tell. Was. All right. Next item, the Hoth Ice Planet Adventure Game. little board game uh, with Empire Strikes Back artwork on it. My first question is, did this get released? Because it's in the catalog, but I'd never, I've never seen one. So, uh, Tom, do you know? I don't know. Um, I don't know if I would have gotten this, but I don't know if this got released. Did it? I don't, did, does Lynn have one of those, Ryan? Um, I don't know if she has one. I, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen this out there, though. I'm, I'm of course, we're talking online. about the toystable.com, everyone. Yeah, yeah, so. I, you know, I may have actually just seen one of these at uh, Lilypad Antiques in Tacoma yesterday. Um that's not something I, I've ever had, but just looking at the images online, um, number one, I'm seeing several pictures of very worn boxes mm-hmm. um, in different languages even. So I'm pretty sure this was released, and I, I'm pretty sure I've seen it before. Yeah, I can I can confirm it exists. Yeah. Okay. okay. Okay, yeah, so no, it's, uh, it's something looks, I have. Yeah, looks oh, you fun, have. You know what? You know what I'd like to do, guys. One time, on a, Jerry. You know, you can fly in uh, <laughs> sometime. Well, I'd like to play one of these board games with you guys sometime. That'd be fun. Just Wouldn't have that be a fun? Board game night and yeah, that'd be great. Games, and yeah. then have something else to do because they all suck. So yeah, I was gonna say it's it. it they're all <laughs> spin and hope you land on the right spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was yeah, this was a pale, pale comparison to the toys, but still, I mean, eh, it might be kind of a fun half an hour, or hour. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Play until we're bored. Okay, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, they don't call them board games for nothing. Oh, I thought I was willing with the bad jokes. Uh, all right. Uh, anything else about the Hoth Ice Planet Adventure game anybody wants to say? Yeah, I mean, the uh, things I'll uh, comment on it. I mean, kind of back to my earlier uh, comments on some of the backdrops, The um, this had a lot of really neat artwork. I mean, again, the, the board itself... Uh, I, I got into about a year and a half ago of like trying to uh, display some of these cardboard backdrop items, uh, and, and I ended up making a couple of them in like shadow boxes because I did, it, you know, I didn't want to assemble them yet. I didn't just want to leave them in the boxes because I wanted to, you know, kind of enjoy them in some way. So I ended up making uh, shadow boxes for some of the play sets like the, you know, uh, Rebel Command Center and the uh, uh, Sears Cantina set. And this board game is actually the the set that gave me the idea to do that because I wanted to display almost frame the actual board itself because the the artwork on it's really uh, cool you know there's a there's a Boba Fett representation on it and he has the same colors as the large scale action figure uh, that Kenner made around the same time it has that color scheme on the Boba Fett so it's really cool the game itself is frustrating as heck because I mean it. It's all that paperboard spinner, and you've got to land in like a certain uh, range of numbers to defeat the different characters as you go around the board. And there are literally just two spots on the wheel that you have to land on in order to de- defeat Darth Vader. And just statistically, it's like 10% of the board. So you're always going in through the circle and getting kicked out and spinning again. And it's uh, it's a little it's it's a little chaotic when you actually go to battle. So the game's not very good, but it's got these little Millennium Falcon pieces, you know, kind of like in the Monopoly sort of way of, of different mm-hmm. colors. So the the actual pieces of them artistically is, is really cool. If, if if the game's not, the board itself is just really neat looking. It's it's, it's frame worthy. Mm. Yeah, the now, box the box sure looks inviting. Though, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? It's really striking, like you said, Jerry. It's uh it's really cool. But I'm sure that uh, that wore off quickly when you started to play. I'm looking at that box thinking those guys are about to die. That's really yeah. <laughs> now, not going to end well. I have definitely no. more exciting than the uh, the uh, uh, oh, Star Destroyer playset. <laughs> Looks like they're getting ready for a potluck on this. St- okay, I'm I'm done. I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> the Imperial Buffet playset. Exactly. <laughs> I have a question. So 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 nowadays, when Hasbro wants to release a game. A board game or something based on Star Wars, what they'll do is take an existing game like Risk or Monopoly, Monopoly or, right. or you know Life yeah. or you know, whatever Trivial Pursuit, yeah. yeah, something that's already existing, and they'll just kind of put the Star Wars label on it and maybe you know change a few things up. Do you think it's better to do that, or do you think it's better how they used to do it and actually come up with a new game for the you know an original game? Uh, Are you kidding me? To come up with an original game is definitely more imaginative and maybe not more fun, but definitely cool. You know, it's a unique game onto itself. Why not? The the problem was the play mechanics in all of the Star Wars board games, be it the Death Star or Dagobah training or this one. The play mechanics were the exact same. And for all I know, they could be the exact same play mechanics that accompanied a $6 million man board game or a Hardy Boys board game or whatever. So for all we know, this could have just been as much of a cookie cutter as anything. But, um, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's, 
it's familiar and kind of cool when it's something like a risk or a trivial pursuit because you kind of know what to do, whereas these are just roll the dice and hope you land on the right spot. Yeah, yeah. It's the did, candy uh, land of Star Wars games, you know. Did I mention I like the artwork on the box? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's about I, Apparently that's about all it's got going for it. I have that $6 million man game, but I haven't played it, but I do have it. Man, we got to break those out. We you want to play that sometime, get... Tom? Yeah. <laughs> we should. All right. Uh, Actually, next... come to think of it, I think I have the uh, $6 million man board game myself. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I have it. haven't played it. Not I have to get sidetracked. I was totally making that up. I didn't even really realize oh, it existed. It, of oh, course, one, exists. One, one exists. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so I think it's got like little light pegs where you put it in a board or something. Yeah, there's little like uh, cardboard Steve Austins that you set up and... Oh, well, maybe know. that's a different one. Maybe they had more than there one. might have been more than one. There's also a Bionic Woman game, and this is a whole other podcast, but there's also a Happy, <laughs> <I know. laughs> a happy, there's a happy Days board game. I have that, too. That's, I haven't played it either. E.T. E.T. had a board game. Battlestar Galactica had a board game. Yeah. Probably should, the same thing, Jerry. You we, know, should, we should play all these these games and, and crummy spinner them, and review them on the show. <laughs> Make sure we have something else to do so we're not actually bored the entire time. Alcohol. So. <laughs> alcohol uh, all right next item not to be confused with underoos we have switcheroos which uh, were little light light switch covers that oh, kenner okay. made yeah they made an r2d2 a darth vader and a c3po these look pretty cool on the card i don't have any of them but i i think i might track i think i might want to track some of these down have you seen these tom uh, seen them, yes. I don't know if I saw them. No, I. you know what? I think I might have actually seen them when they were new in the stores. But, yeah, that's uh, – I don't think I would have gotten that uh, gone that far to do anything with this. This was kind of replaced your – what, your uh, light switch to, like, say, your bedroom or something, right? Right. That's right. kind of what it is. And yeah. I think, so, yeah. Um, I, I actually have one of these. I, I have the uh, the Darth Vader one. And you yes, have it, we, uh, do you have it installed? I do. I have it installed in my hallway uh, right near where my Darth Vader stuff is. And it works very well. It, it's, it still holds up really well. Um, I had a friend who had the, uh, the R2-D2 one, and I've known somebody who had the C-3PO one, so I've seen all three of them in use. They look good. They're, they're pretty cool, actually. Do the, do the eyes light up or something when you switch? Do they light up? I think they're supposed up? to glow oh, in the dark. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I think mine does do do anymore. I I don't think it, that happens anymore. But um, it yeah, because when you flip the switch, it goes from black eyes to like what looks like glow in the dark eyes. But mm. Jerry, yeah, I mean I remember when these were out um, when I was a kid. I never got them. Uh, I, I went after them about like in the mid two thousands, and and I got the Vader one. And kind of a funny story. I, I ordered one off eBay because yeah, for a little while when I was looking at them or trying to find one, it was kind of hard to come across them at first. And I ordered one off eBay, and I just had the hardest time installing it. And um, I eventually just stopped. I mean, I didn't put too much time into it because, you know, at the end of the day, it's a light switch. And I did a little research, and it turns out this, the, the guy that sent it to me, it was missing a part. Um, and then he, you know, he, he actually just sent me another one. And, and, you know, I guess he was trying to, like, pull one on me and realize I figured it out or what. I don't know. But when I got a complete one, I actually did find it a little hard to kind of configure it in there and kind of get it to catch. But once you get it in, uh, it, it, it does work really well. And I, I tried, I wanted to get my hands on R2D2. I've just never been able to find a, a good, 
uh, R2D2 one. So like Ryan said, yeah, I uh, I, I had the uh, Vader one. I had it actually in my collector room for a, for a little while, but I moved it to a different room and it has like a a double switch instead of a single switch, and then then I can't use it anymore. So it's it's in storage, but yeah, it's 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 cool. If you're gonna have a if you're gonna have a collecting room that's m- mostly vintage or has a very strong vintage focus, you almost have to have one of these at, at the light switch. Tom, that means you almost have to have one of these as a light switch. Going I, from illuminated eyes to burning down your house in about 45 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> yeah. No, thanks. No, Tom, it's... Yeah. <laughs> All right. There's probably some kind of code this completely ignores <laughs> yeah. somewhere. No, it, it's actually fine. You're just replacing the uh, the plate. So you're not touching the uh, the, the wire. Oh, the wire. There's no wiring to this, no. Yeah, all you're oh. doing is just replacing the plate. No, no I just I thought this was a major. I thought this was a major install. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. The the, the oh. nose, the nose just has to like. Uh, you, just, well, how do the lights light up then? You, you, no, you just it just it just attaches to the existing switch. You know the the, yeah. the, the flip button. Oh, okay. You well, you get it lined up, and it's it's not the easiest. You, you take your your plate off, but the the actual switch is in place. This isn't a uh, you don't need to be an electrician or anything to. No. <laughs> oh, I thought I had you know I had you know your dad install this thing. I had no idea, huh? No, you just unscrew the light sw- the the plate and put this on in its place. Wow, that's uh that sounds exciting. Glad you've got one, Ryan. Yeah, Tom. No, that, I'm one. sorry. I'm gonna save that for the modern stuff. That sounds really cool, Ryan. <laughs> I like I like vintage stuff. I gotta find me one of those. By the way, I I just looked up for fun the six million dollar man board game from 1975 from Parker Brothers. Yeah. And someone on eBay just ha- happens, you know, their picture just happens to show the board uh-huh. and all the game pieces and the spinner. Uh-huh. Same thing. I, it is the exact play mechanics as the Yoda uh, yeah. training. Oh. Um, yeah. nearly identical. The the pieces. Wow. Same, the spinner. I mean, it's got different artwork, but I mean, it is the exact game mechanics as all these Star Wars games. I didn't even know that specifically when I said that. I just, I just threw out Six Million Dollar Man. Sure enough, it is the same game. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We'll, we'll have to store that information for later when we do our uh, board game podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Next is the Empire Strikes Back Play Doh Action Playset. Um, hmm. I never had any Star Wars Play-Doh sets. My neighbor had the uh, Star Wars Play-Doh set, which seemed like a lot of fun. I don't think I remember anybody having the Empire Strikes Back play set for Play-Doh, but uh, what about you, Tom? Do you, do you remember anybody having this? Uh, I think our neighbors across the street had Play-Doh play sets, and I'm sure they had Star Wars play sets. I don't know if they had this one, though. Mm. Yeah, they were a little younger than I was, so... I think they were kind of more into when I was, you know, what, 10, 11. They were more into, uh, you know, the whole Play Doh set, squishing, uh, squishing Play Doh hair out of some crazy head somewhere. Oh, the, the barbershop thing. Yeah, but um, I don't think they had this one. And you're right. I, If they didn't have it, I surely didn't know any of my childhood friends who had this one. It looks kind of cool. It comes with a, looks like a little snow speeder and some molds to make a snow trooper, Darth Vader, R2D2. Maybe it looks like Princess Leia in her Bespin outfit. And the other character looks like it might be a Bespin guard, but I'm not positive. Uh, Ryan, do you have this? Um, I actually, yes. I've had uh, the, the Empire one you're describing. Um, I'm actually looking up pictures because right now all this stuff is put away. I don't know where mine is. Um, but I know I still have the molds 
Um, Did you um, have one when you were a kid, Ryan? Yes, I had one when I was a kid. And so I, had, I was going to ask you, uh, how, how did it taste there, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> well, we made edible Play-Doh in kindergarten. so I knew it. I knew um, it. Isn't all Play-Doh edible? Yeah, it's not. To- it's non-toxic. Oh, non-toxic. Yeah, yeah. But we 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 made like flavored edible or something. So like basically, that. it won't kill you. But looking this up, I actually see there's two Empire um, um, Play-Doh playsets. There's oh, the there's one, two, right? And there's a Yoda playset as well. I had the one you've been describing that with the snow speeder and everything. Because mm-hmm. I remember having the snow speeder. Um, I don't have that snow speeder on anymore, unfortunately. But I still have uh, the little mold trays uh, somewhere. Um, and I'm looking at, let's see, it's Princess Leia. It looks like it's actually a Hoth Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke Pilot, R2-D2, Snowtrooper, and Darth Vader. Okay, is, so so that, then, that the one that I thought was a Bespin guard actually is Luke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they, I can't get a good picture of the Yoda one up to see who all is in that. Uh, definitely Yoda, R2. Because of the uh, l- limit, limited uh, colors of Play-Doh that you had available, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, right. yeah. But, um, yeah, it was kind of a fun thing to have. I liked making my own little Star Wars figures from Play-Doh, if you will, and um, the little vehicles were cool. I had, I think I had a Jedi one, too, if I remember correctly. I had a little skiff or something. I I may be remembering things wrong somewhere there, but uh, yeah. Oh, I actually just found a picture of this gift, so yeah, I did have that too. But yeah, they were kind of they were they were fun. They were pretty cool. Jerry, any experience with the Empire Strikes Back Play-Doh set? No, I, I never had the Play-Doh sets. I mean, just never picked them up. Even you know later in life, didn't have them as a kid. Uh, always thought it was uh, um, kind of a cool concept, but for some reason, I just didn't get into that. Sounded like a job interview question, Jason. Jerry, uh, can you tell us? Have you do you have any experience with Play-Doh? <laughs> I've never eaten it. That that I'm proud of. I don't believe you. Are you well, sure? Well, we have someone down here in the mailroom, Ryan. He seems to eat a lot of uh, Play-Doh. Mmm, <laughs> salty. Never ate any. Sorry, Play-Doh. Ryan. The uh, next item, and I didn't actually put this on the list, but it's... This is so self-serving, Jason. No, 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 no. We're going to do one more thing first. (laughs) Before we get to that, we're going to go with the the Empire Strikes Back Give a Show projector. This is... uh, The projector itself is pretty much the same as the Star Wars Give a Show projector, except uh, this one has an Empire Strikes Back label. Now, originally, I thought that this came with the same slides as the Star Wars version, just with an Empire sticker, but I... Saw one on eBay recently, and some of the slides were in the auction, and they do look like different slides that do represent the Empire Strikes Back. So that is something I'm interested in hunting one of those down, because I like the Star Wars one. I didn't know that they re-released this for Empire until recently. Um, Tom, you didn't have this, did you? No, I I didn't have that. You know what would have been cool is the uh, movie viewer some new cassettes. That would have been easy to do. But yeah, they, oh, I think they did. They have Empire, well, you know, uh, cassettes. They, they show that in the catalog. That that's. I'm glad you brought yeah. that up because they show the Empire Strikes Back movie viewer in the in mm-hmm. the toy catalog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but like some of these other things, I don't think I've ever seen one, and I don't I don't I don't know anyone who's ever had an Empire uh, viewer cassette, but. Uh, well, come to think of it, I'm just until recently, I didn't know they had more than one cassette to go with a movie viewer. Mm, they were those yeah. were available. I, we always had just one. So mm-hmm. this would have made sense. It's too bad that they didn't. If they yeah. didn't, yeah. But no, I didn't. I didn't have the Give a Show projector. Ryan, I had you, the other one. 
Ryan, did you have this? No, uh, no I, I never had this. In fact, I didn't even – not until recently I picked up the, the Star Wars one, but mm-hmm. I, I never had any of these as a kid, no. Do you know if they ever made any um, of, the, of the, the movie viewer cassettes for Empire Strikes Back? Have you ever seen I one? have no idea, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking no. Did you check out the archive at all? Um, no, I haven't yet, but I'm, I'm actually um, on their page looking for it. Okay. Uh, Jerry, what about you? Yeah, I know. Similar to Plato, I uh, I never had any of the, the cassette viewers, the give a show. I just I I had very little outside of uh, the toys. So now I've 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 never even even used one of these. You know, of, um, just just checking them out. So I I don't have any any experience with giving a show. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I've been resisting that joke the whole time, so. <laughs> I accidentally, you know, so many times I actually want to say give up something else just out of, you know, out of habit, but. Um. <laughs> I mean, it sounds more like a Tom joke, but it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> this seems really lame. You know, you get a, you're 11 years old and you 10 years old, you get a call from. One of your buddies, hey, I got Star Wars. Come on over and uh, we can, we can watch it. And uh, you got this. Poor little schmuck pulling these crappy slides across a light bulb. Uh, what a disappointment. That's pretty much my childhood. <laughs> ah, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, I'm finding all the Give a Show stuff on the archive, but I'm not finding the movie viewer stuff. It's gotta be here somewhere. Uh, if you guys, I'm sure you can find the Give it. Actually, I know for a fact that you can you can watch some of the Give a Show on YouTube, give a show slide right. but it's, stuff. It's the it's the movie viewer stuff that I just don't know if there's an Empire, any Empire cartridges. That's what I'm... You know, to my knowledge, I, and my knowledge is just what I know from childhood as far as that goes for this, I don't think they did. Mm-mm. I'm going to go out on a limb and say they didn't. No. But uh, anyone listening who knows otherwise, please email us at galaxyoftoys at gmail.com. Let us know. Okay. The uh, the final item that we're gonna we're gonna talk about tonight in our Empire Strikes Back 1980 retrospective is the Empire Strikes Back electric toothbrush. Yay! <laughs> another another gem from Kenner. Kenner hey, well, was, why don't we here it comes. Jason, do you everybody. have one of these? <laughs> I do have one of these. This is we quite, wasted we wasted a whole hour to get to this. This is this quite, is what Jason was waiting for. This version, the Empire Strikes Back. Uh, electric toothbrush from Kenner is uh, it's quite a bit rarer than the Star Wars version. I, I, I imagine they just produced a lot less of them. But the artwork is really neat. Um, Princess Leia has a, a very unusual smile on her face, considering this is Empire Strikes Back, when she was pretty much scowling the whole movie. But, uh, yeah, this is a good one. Um, Han's there. Looks like he's possibly got his, uh, oh, yeah, blue jacket on. And... Uh, <laughs> and all the are rest. There, and all the are rest. Teeth, are their teeth bright and shiny? <laughs> Only Leia's. You can see Leia's sure teeth. Sure hope so. You can see Leia's teeth. Her her teeth are white. Chewbacca's teeth, white. Um, everyone else has their mouth closed, so it's hard to know. But uh, this came carded, and the carded the carded samples are extremely hard to find. I don't have a carded one. The car- I've seen them on eBay for like twelve hundred dollars. Buy it now. And I'm not up for that. But I do have a loose one. Whoa. They also, yeah, they also came boxed um, as like a mail-away for like, for like uh, I think it was like for catalogs you could mail them away. And those came in a box. And those are a little bit easier to acquire. But uh, it's a cool item. Tom, Ryan, 
Yeah, I know you, you guys don't have this, Jerry. No, <laughs> no, no. I had the, I had the Star Wars one, but yes. uh, you know, until you put on this list for me, I didn't even realize they made the the same thing with an Empire. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I, and I love the fact that R two and three PO are pictured on it as if they have teeth to both. <laughs> right. You know, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they actually released this one uh, in a Return of the Jedi version as well. So there's actually three unique versions of this toothbrush. Have a comment or question about the show? Email us at galaxyoftoys at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Galaxy of Toys. And find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash galaxyoftoys. Remember, you can listen to older episodes from our Podbean page at galaxyoftoys.podbean.com or search for us on iTunes or Stitcher Smart Radio. So that's it for the retrospective for tonight. We will continue, of course, in a later episode, who knows when, but uh, we'll pick up with the, uh, the next wave of Empire Strikes Back action figures sooner or later. But uh, before we uh, left tonight, I wanted to see if anybody's found anything new recently. And uh, Tom, I'll start with you. Uh, well, I went previous, like we discussed earlier in the podcast, I returned to uh, Toy Stable. Got myself a few new figures, <laughs> new old figures. Mm-hmm. Picked myself up two very minty-looking Jawas, a lovely-looking uh, Boba Fett that is minty as can be, and a Greedo, C-3PO, and another power droid for my uh, display cabinet. So I'm very stoked. That's cool. I saw you posted photos of them, and they look nice. Yeah, they look great. Um, Tom, it looked like maybe last month when we talked to you um, – about some recent purchases, you picked up some Empire Strikes Back figures, but uh, you're not continuing with that? You're back to the original um, one or what? Yeah, I don't know. I keep going back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know, if I wanted to get into Empire, that's going to be a huge, huge undertaking because I wouldn't be able to stop at uh, just loose figures. Mm-hmm. I'd want some carded figures, and there's where the, there's where the problems start for mm-hmm. me. So yeah. I don't know. My, you know, if you're considering how far I've gotten with the the what I've got already in the stair staircase and all that stuff, it's a pretty good looking display. I do have room for a little bit more, so eh, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, Ryan, have you picked up anything recently? Um, yeah, I bought a lot yesterday. Actually, <laughs> um, I went a little wild. Um, I went um, on a big shopping trip with uh, some people we've had on the show before, uh, both uh, Amy and uh, the other Tom. And um, we went uh, we went down south into Tacoma and uh, went to some antique stores and as well as Toy Stable. As far as Star Wars stuff, what all did I buy? Um, well, at Toy Stable, I bought a lot of vintage stuff. Uh, Tom would be proud. I actually bought two uh, original 12-inch dolls. Um, I got a replacement uh, Leia doll. My, they're, my action, Leia... they're action figures. No, they're dolls. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> I I got a new Leia. My old Leia I've had for years and years and years. Never had the socks, never had the shoes or the belt. And so I picked up uh, a new one that looks so much better with all the accessories but the comb and mirror uh, for 50 bucks, and it looks fantastic. Um, I also picked up actually a 12-inch IG-88. Um, doesn't have any of the accessories, but as I've said before on the show, my IG-88 I've had for quite a while is missing a hand. And so this one's whole for once, and it has really tight joints, which I also picked that up for $50. And uh, 
with that deal, I, I had to go for it. It was just too good to pass up. And I also finally, after forever, I've always wanted a vintage lightsaber uh, roleplay toy. I've never had one, and I finally bought one yesterday. I got the, the Red Blade uh, Vader Saber, as well as a, uh, a Han Solo Blaster, which I had a Han Solo Blaster as a kid. I don't know whatever happened to it, but I decided to pick one of those up. And I also got one of the uh, the Ripcord Vintage Vans, the, the White Hero one. Um, it doesn't actually work. It lo- looks like the gear is broken, but again, I got it for a great deal. I also, at an antique store, I bought something that both Tom and I were looking at last month. It's a, um, it's the original Hildebrandt poster that's mounted on a board. Oh, uh, did you get that? I did. I went ahead ah. and bought it. For 20 bucks, it was worthwhile. I, I, I decided to go ahead and buy it. Um, I was talking to Kurt last night, and he's pretty sure it is something from the 90s, not, not from the 70s. But, yeah. you know, still for 20 bucks, it looks fantastic. It, it was totally worth buying. Um, I also bought several things that aren't Star Wars related. I bought uh, a James Bond Micro Machine set and uh, some Indiana Jones comics, a couple miscellaneous figures. I actually bought some uh, Star Trek motion picture figures and a Mork uh, from Orc action figure. Um, cool. Did you get the egg with it, too? I did I did not get the egg with it, no. Ah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> and and then I we were at Target yesterday, and there's... If you haven't seen, there's a whole slew of not only new Valentine's Day stuff, which I posted pictures of on uh, the page the other day, but there's also a lot of dollar item stuff, um, and I bought quite a bit of it. Um, there's like a uh, several different characters for all of these. Um, I bought a lot of the Vader stuff, but there's a, a dry erase board with marker, a light-up yo-yo, post-it notes, uh, a magnetic uh, list pad, uh, some new uh, play packs, which are like activity packs that come with crayons and stickers. A paddle ball with Darth Vader on it. And these gigantic pens that have comic art on them. And most of the stuff was just a buck a piece. They also had some $3 puzzles. I know I posted a picture earlier today of the... Um, it's like a puzzle. It has Boba Fett throwing a punch at Darth Vader. I thought it was hilarious, so I had to buy it. Um, and then I bought something just to annoy Tom. Um, I found a Superman Bendum, so I decided I had to buy that. So you decided you had to buy that, huh? It, it's a brand new item too. I found it at Walmart, and I was like, uh, hey, Ryan, I've seen some of the some of the um, the newer items at Target, and it's it's refreshing to see not all of it, but a lot of it is original trilogy artwork and Marvel yeah. vintage artwork, and it's it's definitely refreshing. A lot of the Vader stuff is um, like the the line art stuff. It, it looks like the "I am your father" scene type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is more vintage Vader. I can't tell on the post-it notes. I can't. Re- I think that's a, a Revenge of the Sith Vader on those. Um, but yeah, the comic art that they've been using a lot of lately. I've seen that on some of the bathroom supplies. Like I actually have a trash group uh, a trash can with uh, comic art that I got at Target a while back. But like the pen has that. Some of the Valentine's Day stuff has some of that. They have some unique Valentine's Day items. Um, they have a uh, Darth Vader and a uh, Boba Fett um, tin heart with like lollipops inside. And then there's a light up uh, deal. It lights up the word Star Wars on it. I think it's Vader and Yoda, two different ones there. And then they have plush Vader and Stormtrooper that they have a little bow tie on and they're carrying a little plush rose in their hand. And they come with the um, the little message hearts with them that are actually Star Wars related, like uh, May the Force Be With You and, you know, Tom's favorite, Misa Love You. Um. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Um, but there, there's, it's kind of fun. I don't know. I like some of this, like, really outrageous, weird stuff. So when I see it, I kind of go crazy. Because um, one of the strangest things I've ever seen I bought was this bath foam, which I've seen Star Wars bath foam before. But this was bath foam that came with a fake razor. So your kid could fake shave with bath foam that has Darth Vader on the front of it. I, hey, I had to buy that. Hey, Ryan, you could take some of this bath foam, the Star Wars bath foam. You know, yes. Soak in the tub, drink some Star Wars wine, maybe have a little Star Wars cheese. And uh, where's the Star Wars cheese? I've seen you can get Skywalker Ranch wine. Where's the cheese? It's. I'm sure if if it's somewhere, you're gonna get it, Ryan. I have plenty of cheesy items, but where's the actual? Yeah. Well. Oh, I I forgot. Let me let me boss hog this in real quick. I uh, I also uh, today picked up uh, the full series of uh, top Star Wars cards. For Star Wars, so I forgot about that. Sorry, Ryan. It's okay. It's okay. We'll, we'll let it fly. <laughs> Wonder what what flavor would cheese be if they made Star Wars cheese? It'd be like Dagobah cheese, or oh, it could be asteroid cheese, or space slug cheese, or oh, <laughs> Tauntaun gut cheese. Sorry, I asked. <laughs> Well, this goes along with the question I put on Facebook today of uh, what what Star Wars licensed item would you like to see. That, uh, that they've never made. So Star Wars cheese, there we go. We, we need Star Wars yeah, cheese. Yeah, there's mine, Star Wars cheese. I, I know several people in, in, that we know that would go ape over that because they collect uh, food-related items. So, Oh, yeah. <laughs> How about you, Jason? Did you get anything new? Um, I picked, I got the, uh, I'm, I collect the Star Wars toothbrush stuff, and I got uh, the Japanese, um, there's some, Japanese Star Wars toothbrushes out right now. There's a C-3PO, a Darth Vader, and a Stormtrooper. And I got the set of three plus the uh, extra C-3PO that uh, you gave to me for the uh, Christmas at the Christmas party. Right. Um, they're really cool. The the helmets pop off, and then the toothbrush is underneath the helmet, and you can push a button, and the toothbrush kind of pops up. They're way cooler than any of the toothbrushes released in the U.S. in the last 20 years. Um, is, it an, is it an electric uh, toothbrush or just kind of no, a it's static? Just a, just a static toothbrush. But it's, Got it. It's really, they're really nice. I hope they make more more characters. They are pretty cool. They're, they're kind of cheesy, but they're yeah, cool. Yeah, they're really cool. I bought the Vader for myself. And, and then I also, cl- I also picked up the, um, the uh, Oral-B, part of the Oral-B vintage uh, display. There's a display for the... Return of the Jedi toothbrushes that came out in 83. It's made of three pieces. It's got a base, a tray, and then a, a, a header card or something. I'm not sure if that's the right word for it, but it's with the C-3PO and R2-D2 on it. And I picked up the uh, the top part of the display, so I just need one more piece to complete that, that display. But other than that, uh, I think that's about it. Um, you know, I, I forgot to mention a couple of things I bought, actually. Jeez. I, <laughs> I bought a lot. Well, I, after our last show, um, I went out and finally bought the uh, the Endor at like, and the X-Wing from uh, Toys R Us, the two vintage box items. Oh, yeah, cool. And then I also made a major purchase, which is becoming Star Wars related now, but I bought a new car last week, too. So, yeah. um, Which I'm slowly... Don't go crazy with it, Ryan. I'm not going completely <laughs> crazy. I'm, I, I'm getting a couple Imperial logos to go on the sides. Small. Uh, see, big. you're already going crazy. With Tom, it. you saw my old car. I had Imperial logos on it already. So, uh, um, but it may have a license plate that says ISP6. So, uh, I because I bought a little Hyundai Accent, and it reminds me of the uh, 
the mini rig, the ISP6. So I'm kind of thinking of going with that. But I've already got the 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 floor mats and the Darth Vader seat covers and the. Well, Ryan, wheel. hey, it's uh, don't listen to me. It's your car. So <laughs> <laughs> do do what you will. I, I have had fun, but I'm not. You know, I was tempted to get a giant Imperial logo to put on the front of it, but I don't think I'm going to do that. Uh, that's that's good. Yeah, Jerry, have you? Sounds like a nice little car. Did you ever think we'd get you, Jerry? Have you picked up anything, uh, any new Star Wars items recently? Man, I tell you what, I feel like a bad collector. You guys are, you guys have picked up like cool things in the last <laughs> twenty-four hours. I mean, the the only thing, uh, the only things I've picked up here, uh, let's just say twenty fourteen. I'm sure we all got cool things for Christmas, but the only thing I've uh, picked up in the last week and a half is uh, I have found. You know some of the, um, the the new figures of retail, like the the Saga Legends and the uh, Mission Packs. You know the the ones that I really wanted because to me they're so vintagey. Is the the five points of articulations you guys talked about in your mm-hmm. year end review show? Um, I found the Boba Fett, the Stormtrooper, uh, and I ordered off of an retail. I can't remember which one. The uh, the R two three PO two pack and the Han and Chewie. Um, the Dorkside toys. It might it. I, I, hmm, might have I, got been. A lot of, I got a lot of that stuff through Dorkside. So. Actually, it might have been. Um, and, uh, you know, I, they're, they're not nailing it with some of the color choices. I think the Chewbacca is a little light, but, I, you know, I like the Han. I think the R2 is cool. 3PO is a little short, but I really like the, the sculpt. Uh, I think the Boba Fett and the Stormtrooper are just fantastic. And what I wouldn't give for them to put these on the vintage cards versus those um, – the oh, super articulated, yeah. yeah. I mean that that's that would have been the way to do the vintage cards in in, in my mind. So I agree. Um, oh, me too. That would have been cool. Um, admittedly, you know, and the only thing I'll say is that you know I ended up getting six figures for like thirty bucks. You know, and that that kind of takes you back. That that that's kind of cool. Be able to buy just a boatload of figures and you know not spend a lot of money and you know it's something I like. I mean, it's a um, as a I always, you know, the way I always describe the Vader, of course the Vader's been out for, for a little while, but the Vader from that Mission Series pack, you know, we, we, in the, in the Kenner days, we got some figures upgraded with accessories like R2 and 3PO, and you got a new Luke every so often, but you only had the one Vader. You know, if, if Kenner had made a new Vader for Power of the Force in 1984, that's what I imagine it would look like, is, is the one that they made, you know, came out with last year, you know? Yeah. Not a great sculpt, five points of articulation, a non-telescoping lightsaber. Boom, that was it. Has a has anyone seen the Mission Series 2 packs at retail yet? No. No, but I've heard reports that they have hit Walmart. I think uh, yakface.com had maybe uh, shown some of, something up with it. Okay. Yeah, I was looking for a lot of the new figures yesterday. I've seen remnants of Wave 3 Black Series, which I've picked up a few of those myself. And I've heard that the the Saga Legends uh, Wave 2 have been hitting Fred Myers and Toys R Us. I know Jake, who's been on the show, picked up a bunch at Toys R Us yesterday. Um, but uh, I didn't find any at all yesterday. Yeah, yeah, Toys R Us is where I found them. I um, happened to go to Wisconsin last week, and driving back, I hit a couple Toys R Uses, and, and that's seems to be where they're hitting, hitting pretty strong right now. Okay. So that, that wraps up the show tonight. I want to thank everyone for uh, being on the show. Tom from IGrewUpStarWars.com. Always a pleasure, guys. Good talking to you, Jerry. Thank you. And uh, Ryan, my good friend Absolutely. Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Absolutely. Great. Good to be on once again and uh, talk with you guys. Great to, to hear you once again, Jerry, and not just you know while listening to uh, Star Wars Action News. From Star Wars Action News, Jerry. Hey, it was great being on. 
Um, had a great time. Always love talking vintage toys. Um, and, and enjoy your show a lot, guys. And uh, great to be on. And I guess I can't wait to be on to talk applause. Yes. <laughs> you are definitely. I can't wait. <laughs> you are definitely confirmed. I think for I'm going to pull a Chris B for that one. <laughs> I'll have to just pull some sound clips of Tom then if he does that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I wouldn't miss that for the world. You just have a sound clip of him throwing up in the background. That would probably go well with it, right? That's right. All right. For Galaxy of Toys, this is Jason. Good night, but not goodbye. Just one more round, friend. Then a homeward bound, friend. Don't forget me in your dreams. Just one more song, friend, and then so long, friend. The nights get shorter, it seems. Just one more rhyme, friend. Yes, it's a crime, friend. But you know time, friend. Time can fly. So it's good night, friend. Good night, but not goodbye.